And then still further, Paul tells us he did not lose heart because he thought about God's present purposes for the problems that he was experiencing in the outer man. He said, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. This treasure that he's talking about is named in the previous verse. The treasure is the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. God could have used glorious vessels of silver or gold to house the great treasure. But instead, God chose earthen vessels. That's us. And the literal translation is clay pots. We're just clay pots. We are those clay pots. Now, why did God choose to put the great treasure of Jesus Christ into clay pots? Well, verse 7 says he did it to show that all things are by his power and not by our power. A clay pot is somewhat useful, but not very durable. It's easily chipped, cracked, even broken. And so in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16, Paul says the outer man, that's our body, is decaying. decaying. It's a clay pot. It decays. I'm now 86 years of age. And my body is not what it was when I was 16 years of age. Our bodies experience kinds of problems as we grow older. Our physical strength diminishes. And I realize how much of a clay pot I am more and more in recent years in my life. For example, when my wife and I were on vacation one time in the state of Maine Maine, with our oldest son and his family, one of my granddaughters, who was then 10 years of age, asked me to go down to the lake and watch the sunrise with her in the morning. At chapter 5... Five o'clock in the morning, actually it was 5.15, she woke me up and she wanted me to go down to the lake with her and watch the sunrise. And so we went down and watched the sunrise at 5.15 in the morning. She was at my bedside to get me up early before 
5.15. Though I had not slept well or long that night, I got up. I went with her to the edge of the lake. I thought we were going to stand at the edge of the lake and wait for the sun to rise. But that's not what my granddaughter Ashley had in mind. When we got to the edge of the lake, she ran out on the narrow walkway about 30 or 40 feet and then stopped, turned around, and she waved and asked me to come. No, I am not nearly as steady on my feet as I used to be. And so I came to the edge of the lake And I just stood there surveying the scene and wondering if I should risk doing what Ashley had just done. And she had done it with great ease. I stood there and she turned to me and she said, Come on, Granddad. Come on out on the dock with me. Well, what was I going to do? My sinful pride kept me from admitting to Ashley that I was a bit concerned that I might fall into the lake or that I might not make it out on the dock without a mishap. I might not be able to sit down on the dock and get up from sitting down because the dock was swaying. Well, I was too proud to admit my frailty to my granddaughter, Ashley. Instead, therefore, I heard her saying, Granddad? And she didn't know that I was not as agile as I used to be. And therefore, that I wanted to stand at the edge of the lake and watch the sunrise with her without going out on the dock which was swaying. I didn't want to disappoint her, though, so I carefully walked out on the walkway, which was rocking back and forth, praying all the while that God would help me not to fall into the water and make an absolute fool of myself. Well, I didn't want to make a fool of myself in the presence of my granddaughter. And so I carefully walked out and I made it out on the dock and then just stood there for 45 minutes while we watched the glorious spectacle of the sunrise coming up. I wanted so much to sit down as my feet were hurting me, but I didn't dare to do it because Getting up without something to grab onto or without being able to turn over on my knees is a very difficult task. I knew as I stood there that I have easily sat down and gotten up just a few years before, I also knew 
that I could no longer get down and get up as I once had because my outer man is decaying. It was a clay pot. Well, my body and the body of every other believer is and always has been just a clay pot. It's just that we, as we grow older, we become more and more aware of how frail these clay pots really are. But praise God, he's put the great treasure of Jesus Christ in us, and that's the grace and the mercy of God. He's put a great treasure in us. He's chosen to display and proclaim the glory of Christ through clay pots. And why did he choose to do it that way? He has done it this way for a tremendous purpose. God says Paul has put this treasure in us as clay pots so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. God has deliberately chosen to use us earthen vessels so that whenever something is accomplished for Christ, people will see that we're not something special and realize that it was done only by God's power. He has chosen to do it this way so that he will get the glory. He has chosen to do it this way so that his strength might be displayed through our weakness. That's why Paul repeatedly rejoiced in his own weakness. Consider Paul's words in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10. And Paul says, He has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Because he knew that his weakness was a means of displaying Christ's strength, Paul didn't become burned out during difficult times. If we want to be like Paul and avoid losing heart in the midst of difficulties, if we want to rekindle and maintain the flame of devotion and enthusiasm for Christ, if we want to overcome spiritual discouragement, we must learn to think as Paul did. We need to renew our inner man daily by training our minds to think rightly about the things. And thinking rightly means to think biblically. 
And we must do that on a daily basis by training our minds to think rightly about the things we're studying in this chapter and in other portions of the Word of God. In the previous podcast, we considered our weakness. In this podcast, we consider how to renew our strength and keep renewing our strength. And in the next podcast, we'll consider one more thing that Paul thought about. He thought about his future prospects. Not just his present situation, but he trained himself to think about his future prospects that were promised him in the Bible. He thought about how focusing on the future prospects had helped him to not lose heart. But for now, let's reflect and meditate on the great truths we've learned from Paul in this podcast. Paul and his companions were kept from spiritual burnout by continuously reflecting and meditating on the importance of the ministry God had given to them, on the greatness of God's mercy toward them, on the great treasure that they had inside their decaying bodies, and they thought about the great privilege of displaying Christ's glory and power through their weakness and frailty. Reflecting on these things helped Paul and his associates to be continuously renewed and refreshed in the inner man. In a similar fashion, it will be true of us as well as we train ourselves to think biblically about God's mercy, about our important ministry, and about the privilege that's ours to tell people about the glory of God and the glory of Christ, wonder of salvation. Now, by way of application, I want to suggest you to think about some questions either individually or with your spouse, your wife or husband, or with your children, or with other people as well. And here are the questions that I want you to think about. What is the good news about spiritual burnout, which is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 and verse 16? Look up those verses review what we talked about in this particular podcast. Question two, as we consider the good news about spiritual burnout, which is mentioned by Paul, go back over what we've uh, mentioned in this podcast in 2 Corinthians 4, what four things about Paul should we keep in mind? I've mentioned them in this podcast. Think about the four things about Paul that we should keep in mind. And then another question to think about. Have you stopped the podcast at this point so you can think about it? What was Paul's secret 
for not being knocked down through spiritual burnout. How were he and his companions, Timothy and others, able to not lose heart under the circumstances and under the pressures that they faced? And then another question to make this podcast meaningful. What is the necessary foundation, the first step for avoiding spiritual burnout? We described that at the beginning of this podcast. What relevance do Titus chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 and Colossians chapter 3 and verse 10, what relevance do those verses have in avoiding spiritual burnout? And then another question. This would be question five. What is the significance of the fact that many of the verbs that are found in the New Testament to describe the Christian life are in the present tense, not in the past tense. And then question six. How is keeping the flame of faith and devotion to Christ burning brightly like what an athlete must do to maintain good physical condition? How is that like maintaining a good marriage relationship. What do those illustrations indicate that we must do to maintain our spiritual fervor? And question seven, when Paul speaks of renewing the inner man, to what is he referring? What does he say needs to be renewed? We described what the mind involves previously in this podcast. Reflect on that. And question eight, what does this fact about renewing the mind, the inner man, indicate we must do if we're to avoid spiritual burnout? What is Paul telling us to do? And then question nine, What does Paul indicate that he and his associates continuously thought about that prevented them from experiencing spiritual burnout? What was it that they were thinking about that kept them from experiencing spiritual burnout? And question 10, why is our weakness a thing to rejoice about? And question 11, write out 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16 and work on memorizing it. Go over it again and again and again. Repeat it until it becomes a part of you. And then answer the question, do you regularly reflect on the truths which I presented in this podcast? And as you think about the fact that God has been merciful to you, that God has an important ministry for you, and he does, that God has given you a priceless treasure in Jesus Christ, and that your weakness 
is a cause for rejoicing and that it provides for you the wonderful opportunity for bringing glory to God. What effect does thinking about it that way have on you? Remember the illustration that I gave about me going with my granddaughter down to the lake and being concerned about walking out on the walkway that led out into the lake. And then the final question is, how can the information presented in this podcast about preventing spiritual burnout be of practical help in your own life and how can you use it also in your ministry to others because God never gives you something that he doesn't want you to use in helping other people. How can you use what is presented in this podcast to help other Christians as they're challenged, as they're experiencing difficulties? How can you help them to avoid spiritual burnout? Heavenly Father, thank you that in your word we have everything that we need for living and for godliness. Help us to reflect on the truths that we discussed in this podcast, which are really based on the word of God in terms of the importance of having the initial renewal of the inner man to salvation and then the continuous renewal of the inner man as we spend time in your word, studying your word, thinking about your word, and applying what the Bible says to our own personal daily lives. We pray that you would, by your Holy Spirit, work in us that we might be people who avoid spiritual burnout and who overcome spiritual burnout by using the truths which are founded on the Word of God, clearly taught in the Word of God in our own lives. We pray these things for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen.